For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino, and let's get into this episode as we often, usually always do during the season here on Thursdays. Folks, it's all going down at the FanDuel Sportsbook and Lounge at Live Casino, where you can get in on all the action this football season. Bet on your teams with a sportsbook rep or at our self-service kiosks, and then jump into the stadium on our giant 40-foot video wall. How's that for a touchdown? Join your friends at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Bet, watch, and win. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Get into the numbers. I've worked very hard on these. I have a good time doing it, as you probably figured out. A couple leftover general nuggets that we didn't talk about yesterday. Um, Saints are 5-1 and one in their last six games coming off their bye. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, however, the Steelers... Are they've won five straight coming off their bye. And I'm sorry, I said that wrong. The Saints are five and one in their last six games against teams coming off their bye. I say that didn't add up for a second. Steelers are coming off their bye. And, but the Steelers have won five straight coming off their bye. And under T- Mike Tomlin, they're 11 and four after their bye. It's a pretty good feather in his cap. Um, some more historical stuff. Andy Dalton against the Steelers in his career, as you would imagine, not very good. 3-13. and 13. That's the most losses he has against any specific team. Um, as you probably realize, they made the quarterback switch in New Orleans from Jameis to Dalton. And they're scoring about 10 more points per game as Dalton as their starting quarterback as opposed to Winston. So maybe they're not going to be quick with that trigger. Um, starting with the Saints, Pittsburgh's remaining schedule has won 43.7% of their games thus far. Only five teams face an upcoming schedule with lower collective winning percentage. As I've been telling you, please go check my article from last week. Gets much easier, and if you don't know this already, the Steelers have played the hardest schedule in the league up till now. Okay, so let's get into when the Steelers have the football. This is really, there's some, maybe it was out of sight, out of mind for me for a week, or I, and, (laughs) Uh, denial is very strong and <laughs> forgot how bad some of these numbers are. It is brutal. I mean, Steelers produce 1.3 points per drive. Every time they get the football, they, they score 1.3 points. Last in the league. EPA per play. Big fan of EPA here. Kenny Pickett it only ranks ahead of Davis Mills and Baker Mayfield. Steelers are scoring 11.5 points per game with Pickett as the starting quarterback. Ouchie mama. This isn't much better. On passes 10 or more yards downfield, Pickett is 17 of 47 for 325 yards. 17 of 47. It's only 10 yards downfield. We're not talking about 40-yard bombs here. 
He has zero touchdowns versus seven interceptions on such throws and is completing just 36 of those passes and a 6.9 yards per attempt. Not so good. Uh, the Steelers had Mitch Trubisky. I think I told you this before, but I'm going to reiterate it because it makes me crazy. When Trubisky was in there, they used play action 16.3% of his time. Really no different with Pickett, 168 Only three starting quarterbacks use it less than those two, though. However, I've been banging the drum for more play action. When Pickett has used play action this year, he's 23 of 29. That's 79% completion rate. Maybe we should do more of that, don't you think? Uh, As a team, the Steelers produce exactly six yards per pass attempt. That is tied with the Cardinals for worst in the league. Every other team sits at 6.3 yards per attempt or more. So those two are at the bottom of the league alone. Pittsburgh's offense currently ranks 28th in offensive EPA. Only the Texans and Panthers are worse in EPA per dropback. Yuck. But the Steelers do rank 11th in rushing EPA, which I'll be honest, doesn't quite pass the sift test, but I'll defer to the mathematicians on that one. However, when you just look at first down offensive EPA, which is something you and I have been talking about a lot, and you've got to be better on first downs, last in the league on first downs. Saints D is 16th in EPA per play, 22nd per dropback, but 6th in rushing EPA. EPA will always weight pass offense and defense more than rush offense and defense, which makes sense. Pittsburgh's offense hasn't been great on third downs this year, converting just 33.6% of their opportunities, but over the past three games, The Steelers are converting just 29.3 of those opportunities. Three teams are worse in the past three games. Not good. The Steelers is the only remaining offense in the league that has yet to score a touchdown from outside the red zone. Their longest touchdown of the season has been from eight yards out. Deontay Johnson has five or more receptions in every game but one this year. He's 12th among NFL wide receivers with a 26.6 target share and is 20th in target rate per route run. Johnson has the most receptions of any player in the league without a touchdown. Over the past three games, Johnson has a 23% target share, but 30% of the Steelers' air yards. Expect all those things to go up and improve without Claypool in the mix. Um, With Pickett as a Steelers starting quarterback, though, it is George Pickens that leads the Steelers in receiving yards. The Saints are 23rd in catch rate and yards allowed per target to opposing wide receivers. So you can definitely throw to receivers against these guys. Keep an eye on Marcus Lattimore's injury situation. Chase Claypool saw at least 40% of the team's targets in every game this year and averaged 6.3 targets per game. It's a pretty big number. He was on the field for 462 of a possible 536 offensive snaps before being traded to the Bears. So, big contributor. Told you this a couple weeks ago, and I think it's really telling and impressive. Only Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, and Travis Kelsey have been targeted at a higher rate amongst tight ends per route run than Pat Fryermuth. However, I mentioned how you can throw to receivers against these guys. The Saints allow a league low 4.9 yards per target and a league low 53.6 catch rate to opposing tight ends. Really hard to move the ball 
from the tight end position against these guys. Uh, Jalen Warren is averaging 5.3 yards per carry versus 3.3 by Najee Harris. Harris generates a touchdown or first down on just 14% of his carries, last among all qualifying running backs. The Saints did give up 188 rushing yards to the Ravens, though, on Monday night. Um, Pittsburgh is converting just 33.7% of their third downs. Not very good, but they are at 73% of their 11 fourth down opportunities. So that's been better. Got to kind of factor them together. Only three offenses begin their drives with worse starting field position than Pittsburgh, and only two defenses start their drives with worse starting field position than the Saints. Something's got to give. Saints bring five or more pass rushers on just 14% of opposing dropbacks. That's tied with the Bears for lowest percentage in the league. Their 22 sacks are right in the middle of the NFL, though. I mean, so they're they're getting average sack production, but bringing the fewest amount of rushers and blitz. Um, here's some snap count stuff for you on the Saints. Demario Davis and the Honey Badger have missed just one snap between the two of them. Uh, Davis has never left the field. Pete Warner is third in participation, playing 487. And Cam Jordan has been on the field for 429. I don't know if, if Warner's going to play in this game. No one on the defense is over 381 of a possible 576 snaps. They've had five different corners play at least 203 plays and four safeties that have played 162 plays or more. They've been very injured, especially on the secondary. Um, Steelers offensive line, they've missed a total of five snaps this whole year, all by Mason Cole when it aggravates something, go out for a play or two. And Pittsburgh's offense is scoring a touchdown on 47.6% of their red zone trips. That's 28th amongst NFL offenses. All right, we'll do the same of when New Orleans has the ball in a minute. Be right back. Dalton, playing better than people think. 14th in EPA per dropback amongst all quarterbacks. Uh, their Saints offense is 16th in offensive EPA. They're also right in the middle in EPA per dropback. They are 12th in rushing EPA. Uh, pretty much right down, the, right down the middle there. Steers defense, 26th in EPA per play. Run defense is 24th. Pass defense is 27th. Tom Brady's the only starting quarterback in the league using a play action, a lower percentage of his dropbacks than Dalton. Mentioned how the Steelers are just right above that, but Dalton's one of the few below the Steelers in terms of play action. Uh, as a team, the, St the Saints produce 7.5 yards per pass attempts. Only eight offenses are better. Meanwhile, the, the, the Steelers give up 7.8 yards per pass attempt, 30th in the league. So not exactly a stellar matchup there. Uh, Pittsburgh allows a league high 9.4 yards per target and 7.1 touchdown rate to opposing wide receivers. Worst in the league in both those categories against wide receivers. Chris Olave might be a star in the making. Got 32% of the targets last week. 
Uh, he currently leads all rookie receivers in receptions and receiving yards. He has at least four catches and 50 receiving yards in seven straight games. He's averaging 82 and a half yards per game since week two. He's clearly their number one. It's really him and Kamara who we're going to get to now. Alvin Kamara touched the ball just 12 times and the Saints lost to Baltimore. That was his lowest touch count since week one. And that was a game in week one that he had to leave with a rib injury. Uh, but in the previous four weeks, Kamara averaged just under 25 touches per game. He managed just 30 yards on the ground last week on those nine carries, but he still saw 88% of the snaps against the Ravens. He's going to be a major, major factor here. They are not going to hesitate to give him the ball a lot. Taysom Hill, he's only carried the ball 40 times this year, but he's the Saints' second leading rusher. He's averaging 8.6 yards per carry. He's also thrown a pass in five straight games. So he's going to be part of the mix, and he's hard to prepare for. Uh, Highsmith and Cam Hayward have combined for nine and a half sacks. That's 63% of Pittsburgh's sack production last year. To give you some reference, I mean, TJ Watt led the league with 22 and a half sacks last year, and that was 41% of the Steelers' sack total. So that, to me, is optimistic. It'd be nice to see others besides those two getting sacks, which isn't happening. But now you add the stud in the mix, and that could be good. Steers have given up 43 plays of 20 or yards or more. That is a massive number. They also have allowed nine touchdowns from outside the red zone. That is most in the league. Pittsburgh's opponents on average run just under 67 plays per game. Only one defense faces more plays per game. Yuck. Just five offenses start with worse average starting field position than the Saints. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh's defense starts their drives with the worst starting field position of all NFL defenses. That would be nice if you had a little bit better field position to start. Field position has been a real problem for the Steelers this year, starting field position. Steelers' defense is on pace for 30 sacks this year. That would be 24 fewer sacks than their average over the last five seasons. Massive number. However, Watt has 66 sacks over his last 63 games. Uh, he's only been on the field for four of the 33 quarters of football the Steelers have played this year. Uh, of all the Saints skill position players, Jawan Johnson, tight end, his role keeps growing, is the only player that's been on the field for more than 350, uh, 359 snaps. Seven wide receivers have played 81 more or more snaps, and nine have played 24 or more snaps. So like at corner and safety, they've gone through a lot of bodies there. Um so here's the Steeler cornerback snap count this thus far, which I think is going to be dropped on its head here with uh, William Jackson in the mix. But Sutton's played 424. Millette's played 303. Wallace has played 287. Witherspoon, 248. Pierre, 150. Josh Jackson, 85. Quincy Wilson, 1. Um, and here's the last one. Pittsburgh's defense allows a touchdown on 48.1% of their red zone opportunities. That is sixth best in the league. So Steelers red zone has not been the problem. A lot of bad stuff there. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Put a bow on this preview. Whatever else pops up as well. Adios.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.